Well, all right, everyone. Welcome to the Worst Sent Podcast with your co with your hosts, geez, Matt and Mike. Mike and Matt. <laughs> it's one of those days, yeah, man. That's why they call me co-hosts, you know. That's yeah, right, either yeah. way. So that's Matt. I'm Mike. Um, and we are season two, episode nine. So tribe community. And belongingness is what it is that we're going to talk about here. That's yeah, important. Yes. Kind of, again, speaking to that warrior operating system piece, but, you know, this notion of belongingness, tribe, community. Um, yeah. I mean, relationships, I'd say somewhat related to um, what Daniel Goleman's emotional intelligence, you know, the ability to relate, <laughs> you know, with other people, really important. So, you know, before we go too far down the road, let me just pose this question. What is it about military service or police, fire, EMS, any of our first responder brothers and sisters for that matter? What is it about that service that produces such esprit de corps and camaraderie? I mean, I'm sure you've seen it in your units as I have in mine. Does this relate to tribe, community, and belongingness? And what implications does this hold for overall mental health and well-being. So we'll discuss that during this episode. So, you know, let's yeah. throw it out there, you know, and then let, let's talk, you know, what is it about units, you know, good units, military service in general, but I'd submit to you, especially among, you know, the elite units, you know, with a high level of, you know, esprit de corps, what is it about that service that really fosters such... I'll say camaraderie in that sense of community. You know, to, you me, to me, it's like you're joining this team of historic acts and people that's this collective thing that's been ongoing and you get the honor of being one of them, you know, and I think maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's just this collectivism, you know, and striving to, to deserve, you know, or earn what it is that you're part of. And, and that just brings up your game, you know, to, to a level that's more, you perform better than you would because of the level of the people around you. Oh, that's a great point, man. You know, there's like identity lineage, you know, the whole coat of arms thing. Um, no, but you're right. You know, you kind of, at least in the military, you, you derive strength from that lineage. You're like, man, I've got to live up to whatever it is. My, my predecessors, my forebears have, have uh, you, you know, that have gone before me, what, what they've done, um, you know, again, whether, you know, special forces, ranger, the whole ranger creed, recognize, recognize that I volunteered as a ranger, fully knowing the hazards of my chosen profession. I always endeavored to, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, but that's real important. Um, but identity, you know, that's the other thing. So you know, speak to that with I the think, units that you've been in. I think they do a really good job of doing this identity piece. Like, for instance, we're always named something. You know, I'm in the Elf Company 2501 Black Cats. That's right. Or I'm the, you know, I've been in the Black Cats, the Red Barons, the Black Widows, you know, and all these cool names. And we have, like, T-shirts. And, and you get this team, this real team environment, you know. and. Right. In addition to that, you're in this battalion and there's another, there's several other teams and you get this kind of friendly rivalry again, that brings up the level of competition 
or your level of performance. And then as we go as a battalion out together, we just are like this. Suddenly we're like, now we're not rivals, we're cohorts, you know? And uh, it's just like, you're in a bigger team. Now you're on the demons or you're on, you know, the brigades team or the divisions team. And I just, I think that that's awesome. Um, that, that identity. Uh, Cause I grew up in sports, you know, and we all look at us, Kansas city chief, everything all that's around right. the city. And it's just this, you know, this feeling I belong to this, you know, I don't play, but man, I hear people, you hear like an old grandma telling you, you know, why didn't Kelsey catch that? You know, and <laughs> you just, they, they knew better what the coach should have done. You know, it's like, because everybody's just bought into this thing. Everyone's so invested in it. It's like, we, we won, we, you yeah. know, it's like, well, you know, those professional players that are killing themselves right. are the so ones you, that you won. See that, you see that in the military where, and I know the Marines do it, and I know other units do that, where they, the night stalkers are a big one for army aviation. That's their SDQ, man. Yeah. Right. And, you know, stuff not, like that. Night stalkers don't quit. And, and I think once you are branded one of those and you've earned the right to be one, cause you know, special forces, you gotta, you can't just be a special forces guy. Cause you want to, you know, just, Hey, needs of the military are sending you, you have to assess and make it. And long, most people don't do it in their first assessment. You know, it's multiple times I get injured. Um, now, there's something to be said about that, you know, the right of initiation. Those are some of the things that you know, I think we'll get to. But yeah, you know, again, with the elite units, I mean, as you pointed out, a lot of, a lot of it is they don't take just anyone, you know, like, right. hey, I, I volunteered and there you go. I, I mean, the military writ large, you got to go through basic training or your source of commission. Right. And if you can't meet, you know, I'll say the minimum standards, the prerequisites, you're not you know, you, you can't play, right. you know, you can't, you can't be a part of the team. Trust so me, I you think, know that going into those units, you know right. that you better be on your A game all the time. Right. So that whole rite of passage thing. So just backing up a little bit. So back to our warrior operating system. So where we're at, you know, belonging in this tribe, ethos, values, and culture, you know, so that's the other thing that I think we're, we're driving at. You know, and in terms of where, where does that plug into the, you know, the mind, body, and soul? It's the soul, gravitas, agency, esteem, belongingness, and eventually we'll get to self-actualization. But again, now doubling back to what it is that you're saying, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's more than, ah, just, hey, sign up and there you go. I mean, you see it all throughout society. You might have a club or an affinity group and it's just like, hey, if you're willing to participate, that's great. And there's something to be say derived or valued from that most certainly but i would submit you know when people say why is it that the elite units you know have that highest level of esprit de corps and camaraderie and i think it's the selection aspect i think it's the the shared sacrifice is the other yes, thing i mean you know and, and it's not you know selection and that oh do we like you it's like oh no we're going to put you through the ringer all the yes. things that you've been through hey you know you've got to be able to pass all these requisites in order you know to be considered a pilot let alone like an instructor pilot and all the other things that you've done um you know and and to be in that rarefied air man that's that's a club yeah, you know is. and and i know you must take great pride yeah. in that as with any as would anybody another thing they've done well in those communities is the social support piece you know and they've included your family members in this and um 
I don't know. Sometimes they don't do it well, but the ones that do it well, like in a family readiness group or something like that, sure. Or you're deployed and and they have they join together. The families come together and they are on base or something, but they support each other in our absence and uh, that kind of thing. Like if you're if you're young and married and go from eighteen to thirty something. And you're, you know, an army spouse, you get out and it's like, you don't really know how to do insurance. You don't really know how to do the civilian thing, you know, because you've been institutionalized in this, you know, and you have to learn how to do it. It's like speaking a foreign language and going to a foreign everything. And then you get used to it for so long that it's, you know, but once we have our families bought in, they're saying the same, they use the same words as us. They know what a PCS is. They know what, you know, it means to, um, deploy and go to NTC or JRTC. They know what all these things mean too, you know? Right. No, and I think what you're getting at, what is it, Maslow's, you know, it's the community tribe identity, belonging, it's uh, community and support. Actually, I want to say Sebastian Younger in his book, yeah. uh, Tribe on Homecoming and Belonging, if I'm not mistaken, he mentions, he what suggests that traditional tribes and close-knit communities provide a strong support system for individuals in times of hardship or trauma, having a community to rely on fosters a sense of security and support. So aside from just belongingness, Hey, I belong. This is great. I'm part of the club shared values. It's this notion that you've got a group around you. That's going to support you in times are tough and not just going to abandon you. And I know you can speak to this as can I, one of those things where it's cool to be part of an elite group, you know, and be counted among, you know, the best or some good dudes and dudes for that matter. But I think just as much as just this notion that no matter what happened, I always had the notion that if things went south or bad, the big green machine was going to come to get me. Yeah. And you see all those contractors, Blackwater, not, you know, I'm not disparaging them, you know, a lot of former soft dudes, but hey, man. If things went south, those guys, you know, no one's coming to get you. Nope. You're a contractor. You signed on the line. You know what the risks are. Hey, there you go. Not so in the army and the special forces. I mean, never leave a fallen comrade, you know, so says the Ranger Creed. Um, and you knew that as a member of that community, they were going to rally around you and do whatever it took to support you. And ensure you know your well-being that they would they would they would come for you. So I, want, I think that aspect of tribe and community is very important. You know that other thing that community builds, like let's say when we're deployed versus when we're at home, like and we spend a lot of time together. Like even outside of a work experience, it's like now we're on our like off time, which is I mean whatever off time is still like at work as bombs it could fall on you, but you're like you know taking care of your own time and you're around your people that you work with and they become your family because you're gone for so long you come home and you kind of lose that. But, um, I kind of forgot what I was saying on that, but that, that part of that, I would think that, Oh, I know what it was, the firefighters and stuff like that, that they just do like a three day thing in the firehouse and then mm -hmm. they're cooking together and they're sleeping in the same place and they're taking care of the firehouse. I would imagine that builds that similar deployment feeling of camaraderie yeah, with your, like you almost live like roommates no i think what you're getting at is like proximity proximity right? it's yeah. it's you know in the military especially like with deployment if it were all nine to five ish you know even if you were doing tough stuff but every day you went home and 
you know, you just saw those guys and gals during the work, that'd be one thing. It's altogether different to deploy overseas, again, shared sacrifice, danger, yeah. being in harm's way, knowing that you've got to depend on these people, you know, and, and hey, you know, they've got your back, you've got theirs. That's a different level of community, man, you know, versus yeah. the fair weather friend. Oh, I love you, brother. Yeah, sure you do. Yeah. Right. Until the going gets tough. And we see that all the time. But, you know, with relationships and belonging to a tribe like that, altogether different. You know, I mean, you know, it's for real because of exactly that. But as you were saying, it's like when you when you're living and working and, you know. All of it. All of it. That, that's like just a, a different level of, of bonding. Yeah, it's kind of like rapport. when you become uh, dating versus married, you know, you see the whole, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah, like you're there for everything. Changer, man. You know, it's a game changer. No, it's true. It's like all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> oh, man. All those Our sound habits. guy's getting nervous. He's good. He's like, I'm never. He's like, I'm never getting married. He's like that. No, it's just like, yeah, now you see, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, man. You know, it's the full package. And, uh, you know, no, there it is. But that's a different level of intimacy to your yeah, point, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. So the interpersonal relationships, right? As we, I think, teed up right in the beginning, you know, this notion that, all right, hey, we're all social beings, right? Have to be, right? You can't survive on your own. So hardwired into everyone. And that's where I think, you know, emotional intelligence, social intelligence comes in. Because as, as social creatures, you, you have to be able to navigate that human terrain adroitly, you know, to the point where, all right, hey, you know, I've got to be able to get along and cooperate with other people. Mm -hmm. That belongingness, and it's not just a nicety, it's, it's an absolute necessity. Now you could, you know, you could say that, hey, in today's modern era, could you be, you know, could you be a hermit? Could you, yeah, you probably don't need a super big community behind you, but back way back when if you were ostracized from the tribe you died you know and i think that's why they say it's so wired into people at a visceral level the notion to you know of of, of being liked or, or gaining approval because way back when disapproval could mean death like we we don't want you you've yeah, been right. ostracized from from the okay. tribe and then yeah. you're, you're doomed so social support, identity and purpose. So let's maybe tease some of that up. Yeah, I mean, I think we've said it a lot, but I, I think it's, to me, it's the most important thing when you lose, like, you know, and in my case, and it's a similar case, but other people have, everybody's got a crazy different story. But in my case, I had risen pretty high up in an organization to the point where I was running, you know, the a brigade level uh, standardization shop which was a big deal. Um, I never thought I'd ever be that guy, you know, and then I retired and you just go from being a hundred miles an hour and everybody like, Matt, Matt, I need you. I need you this. I need this. I need that. And I'm like, how could this place run without me for five seconds? And then you go to your retirement ceremony and the big machine rolls on without you and it quickly forgets you. It doesn't miss a beat. It doesn't miss a beat. And like, I think that kind of hurt you know, a little bit when I, I didn't know, it took me a little time to realize that there's like a, dang, they didn't really need me that bad. I mean, I, or it just, somebody else would have, like somebody else got to picked up and help me, you know, wow, that was one thing. But the other thing is like, geez, now what I do now, you know, nobody really, there's nothing really, anybody's yelling for my assistance, you know? 
So um, to find a job, and I see this, I see guys that are lieutenant colonels and they were like, you know, they commanded a battalion somewhere in combat and now they're, you know, they're out and they're in a job that's far below what we know of. But the, the civilian people that hired them have no idea what it means to have commanded some giant battalion or been an air mission commander on huge assaults. You know, they have no idea what it means or what kind of level of responsibilities. And to them, it's just like, I don't know. So you're just a, we're going to put you at the low level here. And it's like, oh. and, and I know that's just, you can just, I can see people on LinkedIn. Congratulations. And I'm like, oh man, that's what you're doing now. I mean, I know that that guy's like his equivalent job is way bigger than that, you know? And so I don't know, you know, it's really difficult to go from hero to zero. Yeah. And that, I mean, I think that's part of the tribe affiliation too, is, you know, your role in the tribe, you know, and that community is the farther you've gone, the more you've, I'll say, asserted yourself, you know, CW4 at your level within that tribe, you're like, you're a big deal, you know, and lowly Lieutenant Colonel, but all right. Hey, special for Lieutenant Colonel. Cool. All right. That guy, he's done some things. He's got some skills, some additional skill identifiers, some ASIs, right? Um, and then you get out and I always joke, you know, to my kids that are just like, whatever, dad, it's just like, you know, people used to salute me and call me, sir. Yeah. I used to be somebody. <laughs> I used to be somebody, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, well, I guess that those days are over. Um, but no, there's something to be said about being in that tribe that understands, I'll say your personal value proposition, what it is that you bring to the table. Um, and, and respects that. But the mm-hmm. other thing is just contribution is within that tribe, you've got a certain role and then you're a contributing member. Again, that's valued. And one yeah. of the things that's always stuck with me and I don't know who to attribute it to, but, and, and this was specifically for men, but I'd hazard a guess that it's a lot with women as well, but probably at a different level, but it's like not being needed is a slow death for a man. You know, and I'd, I'd submit to you that I'm sure a woman feels that way different, you know, but I, I think some of it is for men, it's not so, I mean, love certainly, but usefulness. I think a woman, and I don't, you know, I don't want to speak for women. I'm not a woman, but you know, I, I think it's like being loved and appreciated is, is sufficient, Valued, yeah. you know, is yeah. sufficient in terms of value that, yeah. you know, the nurturer. But I think for guys, it's like, no, I'm, I'm important. You know, I, I can be dependent upon, right. you know, I've got more to give, you know, and it, yeah. no, 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 we're good. And that's why, like what you were saying, it's like once, hey, Matt, thanks for your serve. We got it from here. And you're like, no, but I was important. No, 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 we're, you're, we're, we're good. We got it. And you're like, okay, so my contribution is no longer valued. No, we, we just got someone else that can do it. And you're like, what does that say about me? Yeah, no, exactly. Is that, you know, am you know, I, am I that easily replaced? Well, you know, the things you know, that they and, did to it condition our brains for that. If you think about what our uniforms were, it's a, it's a rolling CV. I mean, it's right on your chest. Everything you've ever done true. is somehow on you, whether it's rank branch, right. You no, know, your combat patch, your, um, your ranger tab, what kind of airborne do you have? What kind of, you know, sure. little badges and tech, trinkets you got and so the, i mean you're walking around and everybody knows what all those mean right everywhere you go and, and people have an immediate like, appreciation for going, that yeah, i got a mustard stain on my jump badge that's right you know that's like ooh, you don't see that anymore Com- but combat jump yeah, yeah and so like 
some of these things like just instantly say, you know, this guy is something else or this gal is something else. Like look right. at the credentials. Right. You walk out somewhere else and hand somebody, you know, here's seven air medals. I don't know what that is. And then again, it's like not even worth a cup of coffee. But right. when you're in there for some reason, it's not that you do it for that, but the, the afterwards, the fact that you're awarded for something you did right. was always such an accomplished feeling that made you drove to like continue to perform, you know? Right. And those little kinds of um, little trinkets and things that they held above us. And Hey, if you come here, I'll send you this school, you know? And it, it was just always a way to identify and a way to have more purpose and, Oh, I could be more useful to the unit if I go and do these things. Always looking ahead, you know, and then all of a sudden, or always goal-oriented, goal-oriented. And the day comes and you're retired, and it's like, man, my goal was to retire at 20-plus years, and I've done it, and now I'm 47. Wow, what do I do now? Too young to quit, but, like, pretty, like, industrial, you know, or, I don't know, institutionalized military. It's It's hard to change it. Yeah. Now you're talking about, you know, the trinkets, this and that, you know, and I'm looking at values, you know, in terms of tribe and community. And it brings me back to the history of the military art, which was a class that we had at West Point. So that was everything from the Napoleonic era, you know, through World War II, Vietnam, what have you. And, uh, you know, I remember one of the quotes, and of course, you know, I'm going to paraphrase and do a poor job, but it was Napoleon who went on to say, man does not give his life for a mere stipend or or swath of ribbon you must speak to the soul to electrify the man i'm like so says napoleon bonaparte but i think that speaks to the values as well it's like hey the trinkets this and that that's not why people do things man it's because the values because they want to be part of that team they don't want to let their brothers and sisters down um you know, that's what really motivates people and and you ask it's like why do people put their why do they put themselves in harm's way and do all that hard stuff and leave their families. Why do they do that? You know, it, it's, you know, it's not for those petty, those petty distinctions, I think is what Napoleon termed it. Yeah. Um, it's because they want to be counted among, you know, the elite, you know, the team, yep. you know, and, and pull their weight and be there. Um, yeah. No, and, you know, staying true to the values, I think is super important. You know, which again, finally, lastly, you know, belongingness and acceptance. So it's that acceptance and we can talk about initiation, rites of passage. We can talk about, you know, a few different things, but in the end, living up to those values, meeting those standards, um, you know, and then being accepted and valued by that, by that group, you know, very, very important. So in as much as I'll say mental health and therapy, I mean, we're talking a lot of military anecdotes, but you know, some of the other, uh, I'll say things that we were talking about. So community and support, you know, what is this, what are some of the actionable things? Engage, yeah. actively engage in community activities, whether joining clubs or what have you, and that building connections can create a support network. Bottom line is whether that's the VFW, whether that's the American Legion, whether that's a gym, whether that's a shooting yeah. club, but find like-minded people, right. you know, that, that share your values and affinities. I mean, so many people just keep to themselves and that's fine if you're cool with that, but then lament that, God, I feel so isolated, man, then, then find somebody that you can relate to right. sense of, you know, sense of belonging 
and mental health, foster connections with friends, family, social groups. You know, so really what we're getting at there, well, no kidding, <laughs> you know, okay, that makes sense. Make it make a distinct effort. And the reason I think that's important to say is I'll speak for myself. When I do my little personal inventories of right. hey, where I'm doing well, usually it's work-oriented, workouts, this and that. But that when I look at like relationships. Social side. The social side. Case in point, like you and I, after we do this, we'll go out and get something to eat and just catch up and stuff. Left to my own devices, I would just go home. I'd read, spend time with my kids. But I'm like, no, man, I got to spend time we with my co-host yeah, yeah. beyond, right. beyond just the podcast. But, you know, for other people, they might be like, yeah, well, geez. That, but, you know, for me, it's just like, no, make the effort, man. It's important. Um, you know, and that's part of tribe and community. It really is. And I think that's a tough one. But, you know, places you can find those like-minded people, you think, well, I can't go to like a vet center in my local community because that means I got a problem. It's like, no, I mean, there's a lot of people that go there simply to be around other vets, you know, and that's a great source of place. I mean, obviously you can find places like Warriors Ascent and we will do stuff, you know, you know in groups eventually, it, especially. Exactly. And let's, I mean, not, not a, you know, a plug for, for WA for Warriors Ascent, but I will share this and you've seen it. We have so many people come to Warriors Ascent and they say, yeah, I have been in therapy for months, if not years. And, you know, sometimes it's helpful, sometimes not. I think it all depends on your therapist. And like, and, and some of the things that you're teaching, the cognitive behavior, I've got some of that. But almost invariably, we hear, it's like, but being in a group, the, the, group, the group therapeutic right. setting is so important. So that one article that they did on us in, in Journal of, of uh, I think, Psychotherapy Integration talks about multimodal. Right, the feasibility of multimodal group treatment. So multimodal being, you know, many things. Yeah. We come at it from a variety of different modalities, from the cognitive behavioral to the, you know, lifestyle skills to what have you. But the other thing is the group. The group therapy, I think, is super powerful. So you ask yourself, well, why is that? It's for the exact reasons that we're mentioning, is it's affirming to know that you're yes. not alone. It's affirming to know that there are other people with shared experiences. Yes. And, you know, my, my point in, in bringing this up is, I mean, if that has, if that, at least in our experience, is proven to have such therapeutic benefit, why, why not just cultivate that on your own? Yes, yeah, somewhere. You know, somewhere and Somehow. surround yourself with people like that on your own. Yeah. Um, because... You know, again, after 61 cohorts and all going on eight years of, of doing Warriors Ascent and running, you know, running our, our program, that group therapeutic aspect, being around people with shared values and experiences that you can share with, so powerful. It is so powerful. And I, and every, that's always been the thing for me personally. Um, and just the other thing is to watch another human being recognize that there's nothing wrong with them because they, everybody else is in there saying that almost word for word and just seeing this relief come over their face. And it just makes me break down my own inner barriers and go, that giant scary looking guy over there can all of a sudden break down. So I can, so can I. Right. And then I can get vulnerable and I can say the things that I need to say or don't even know they're going to come out. Right. You know, and I, and I think people conflate or, or misconstrue vulnerability with weakness, you know, yeah, and that no. I'm being vulnerable and I can't defend myself or strength. I'm just going to be a wishy-washy, you, you know, and, and the vulnerability that we're talking about is just like, 
honesty and humility, you know, and it's not being a babbling, blubbering. It's a, I mean, I mean, if you break down, so be it, but really it, it speaks to telling people, Hey, this is what's hurting me. Right. You know, this is what's bothering me. This is what I'm dealing with. Having does the anyone strength else, to say it, yeah. Right. Does anyone else feel similarly or can anybody help? The other thing does is anyone when have you, some advice? I mean, that takes When you strength, do it you know? and you see somebody else go, wow. And I, and I accidentally helped that person just because of my sharing my story. Um, those kinds of things, I think, happen all the time. In, like if you have 10 people in a cohort, I think it happens to all 10 of them every single time. You know, you right. might have one person who's just like, oh, man. You know, I don't like it to be touched or hugged or emotions or whatever, but you know, then, then they, we get on these group chats afterwards and they're part of them the whole time, you know, for a year plus Amen. my group. Amen. So, I mean, it's, it's a bummer cause we all want to get together. You know, um, one of the cohorts just did get together and had a whole retreat with or you know, for themselves. And I think anybody could do, you know, it just proves that it's motivation on the individuals. So again, actionable stuff, because that's what we're about. That's exactly it. So, hey, the actionable piece is find that sense of community, right? So what's the criteria? Identity and belonging, right? Somebody that you can identify with, you know, that sense of belonging. From that, you derive social support. So that's why it's very important, especially when times are tough, you know, no fair weather friends. Shared identity and purpose, right? So again, whether that's VFW, whether that's... PBA could be a variety of things. Find that tribe and community. It's absolutely essential to your mental health. All right. So All right. last thing, hey, like us, share us. If you're getting something out of this, great. Leave some comments. We love comments, good or bad. We like the, the good comments better, obviously. But, if you've, got, but if you've got an honest critique, then so be it. Thanks right. so much. We'll see you next time. See you next time.